Out of the tree of life, I just picked me a plum. Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with Oakland-based jazz singer Kenny Washington. We talked to him during the coronavirus quarantine of No Live Jazz about his brand new CD, What's the Hurry? And that's the soundtrack for how things are going here in the world of jazz lately. He was born and raised in New Orleans and grew up singing gospel in the church where his parents were choir members and playing saxophone in school bands. He has gone on to thrill audiences around the globe. He opened up about this new world of ours, another wonderful album. He's got great stories and insights. Enjoy. You got to do the best you can. And the one thing I'm really trying to do is reach out to musicians to, you know, kind of, yeah. just, I just think it's good to talk about music and not have to worry about all these other distractions because the news isn't real rosy as it is right now. So I think it's good to just talk yeah. it out a little bit, you know. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yep. Yep. But I guess the very first question, again, thank you for taking a minute out. The very first question I'm want to know is what what are you doing creatively to kind of keep things afloat for you as a professional musician during this time of a very real surreal absence of live jazz in the world well i just i just started um the last two weekends the last two sundays um i did my first um uh video you know like stream concert at one of the local clubs here in Oakland. And um, last, what was that, last Friday, Suzanne and I did a, did a concert together in, in, a, in her front yard, so that was fun. I don't teach, so I'm not doing any teaching. A lot of the, a lot of the musicians are, are teachers along with performing, you know, but I don't, I don't teach, I don't have any students. I'm not online doing any teaching, so right now I'm just creatively. I'm not. There's nothing there, but hopefully, I mean, there's some things that I'm thinking about and working on, and hopefully it'll turn out. But creative man, it's just yeah. I'm just sitting there thinking about it too much, you know. Instead of doing just that, trying to be creative. But I'm in my head most of the time instead of um, trying to create something for myself, like a lot of musicians are. But it's um, yeah. it's it's working out, you know. I'm applying for grants and you know the the usual um, unemployment benefits, and then they have the the new one. It's temporary, you know, for the musicians, for artists, and you know, independent contractor people government assistance to apply for that and that's about it right now talk to me i'm going to ask you kind of a, a myriad of questions specifically about this album and first and foremost what is it like to release an album during a pandemic well it's just it's hard to describe it's, it's a weird feeling but at the same time it's something positive hopefully you know and it gives you hope because music is always a a thing that heals the heart and mind, you know, in, in a lot of people's lives, no matter what the catastrophe or event is going on in the world. Music seems to be a, a healer of some sort for this album. And it wasn't planned, you know. I, I had, nobody had any idea the pandemic would come out the same year and releasing this first studio recording. But, um, yeah. 
and it, it's it's strange. It's it's sad in a way, but it's 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 a positive thing. You got you got a lot of beautiful songs on this album. Talk to me a little bit about the artistic approach to this project. Well, the artistic approach. Well, that was just me picking some of the the few tunes that I enjoy doing. You know, because I'm I'm drawn to melody first, so I just chose some of the tunes that I've been doing over the years and some you know, fairly new and I've only been doing it for a while. And just uh took a chance and did those two and then not no deep thought went into it or, or you know, preparation or planning. I just chose two that I like to do. And say, Okay, this would be it. This would be the first few tunes on it. It was originally thirteen and two of them didn't I I wasn't crazy about them so I took those off. So now it's just 11 tracks, which is fine. You know, I was thinking maybe nine or eight, actually. But my producer encouraged me not to, uh, you know, just to put a few more on there. What do you hope the listener gets from this album? What do you want them to walk away with after they listen to this brand new album from you? Well, I don't want them, uh, nothing in particular. Um, I just hope they enjoy it, you know, and of course I want them to, to get something out of it, you know, make put a smile on somebody's face, or you know, just for a minute or two, and that's it. You know, it, it affects your emotions. Music, music is 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 something that's that's a it's a personal thing with every individual. You know, some people like music, some people don't need music. You know, but but for the folks that will be listening to this CD, I hope they uh, get some some uh, degree of, of enjoyment out of it. You know, everybody doesn't like what you do, so, you know, I can't be unrealistic and think that everybody's going to like this project. You know, everybody doesn't like what you do, you know, that's that's a fact. But for the folks that do, you know, that that pleases me, that's all I need. Let's go back a little bit here into your beginning. This is your from New Orleans. Talk to me a little bit about how you got the jazz bug, how all this kind of started for you. Well, growing up in New Orleans, jazz-wise, I grew up in the my thing musically anyway in New Orleans. I I grew up in singing in the church as a kid, but jazz didn't come till much later. I was in my early twenties, and that's when I um I started performing jazz and you know just experimenting with jazz. But I, anyway, as a kid, I went from gospel to R and B as a teen. I was to you know a lot of Stevie and. And um, Marvin Gaye and Donny Hathaway. So jazz didn't come till till much later, like the late seventies, for me. And even then, it wasn't vocally; it was uh, instrumental because I started playing sax when I was in high school. And I would try to, you know, do a little bit of that along the way. But vocally, I wasn't singing jazz until much later, so like the 90s, early 90s. Yeah, maybe early 90s. And by then, I was in the military. I wasn't even at home. I was from New Orleans when I got into the military. But my experiments with um, with jazz performance-wise wasn't 
two months later. And by then, I was out of New Orleans. You know, I never performed when I was at home because my daddy wouldn't let me. He wouldn't let me go to clubs. And, you know, I knew the sound because it was there. You know, I was raised around the, the sound of it in New Orleans. So I knew what it sounded like, but I, I never performed it. And I have yet to do it. No formal gig in my own hometown. I've never done a gig in my own in my hometown. I've sat in at some uh, even clubs with bars, you know, <laughs> bars that served food. And near it wasn't in the French Quarter. It was near the French Quarter, the uptown area. But that was as close as I got to performing in New Orleans. And it was R&B. It wasn't jazz. Let me ask you this: You had you had a, a pretty good association with Joe Log, um, and with with other musicians. And I and I want, I'm curious during this time of being away from the music, what experiences, and even if it's musicians or going out to travel to other places in the world, what experiences that have been really positive over your career are you drawing on right now to get strength through this time? Oh, the experiences. Oh, well, yeah. I mean. Working with people like Joe, that really changed my life, and that was um, that was definitely at that time one of the highlights of my my musical life was meeting Joe through a friend of mine right here in the local Bay Area, and um, from Joe I got to. Uh, you know, it was like a domino effect. It was just uh, from Joe to to Wynn Marcellus, and you know, it's just I can't name everybody, but but that's that's an example of how it it happened. You know, just meeting one person that was in a a higher level of the business. And just, so. Um, and just keeping it going, you know, and from there, just meeting people along the way. Yeah. So, what was one of the first live jazz shows you ever saw where you thought, man, that's something I want to do with my life? That I saw? Uh, geez. That'll take a while to remember. Um, uh, Alvin Baptiste. This was when I was, I was still in high school. And Alvin Baptiste used to, he was an educator, and he used to go around to the public schools in New Orleans and um, demonstrate to the music departments, you know, how to play jazz, what it sounds like, how to practice and what to practice. And that was my first time seeing a live jazz performance. So that, that kind of stuck with me. But I didn't, I never said to myself, this is what I want to do in my life. That's not the, yeah, I've never been that, that kind of a person to say this is what I want to do. You know, it just kind of happened. It wasn't planned at all on my part. It just happened. But that's, yeah, he's, he was my first jazz live performance that I heard in New Orleans. And then I got a chance to hear Wynton Marsalis because he had those guys just, you know, bringing them around with him because they were they were playing at such a high level. And at 13 and 14 years old, so he would take them around while he was touring the, the schools and have them play, you know. Say, well, you know, even at this age, you can be professional. So 
Yeah, those. Yeah, he was my my very first live jazz performance. And it kind of stuck with me. Even now, I still think about that. Right on. So, what do you like best about being a musician? What do I like best about being a musician? Um, yeah, singing a song and singing for people and seeing how it affects people's lives and emotions. That's the, that's the best thing for me. So, on top of that question, why do you love jazz? Why do I love jazz? Um, well, I can't describe that. It's just something you feel. It's something you feel. I mean, I like, I love jazz. I also love gospel and R&B. But, it's, you know, it's a musical art form. Yeah, I can't explain why I love jazz specifically. No, but, I think um, for the last almost thirty years is what I've been doing most of. Let me let me ask you this. You know, we're going to get out of this and we're going to get back to a live music venue. What do you hope yeah. both audience member and musician realizes about this time away? So when we come back, we're wiser and stronger. Well, hopefully that'd be the case, <laughs> but. Um, um, that may or may not happen. It'll probably go back to business as usual, you know, people not um, really gravitating toward jazz. You know, I think it'll be the same. It won't, it won't go back to anything different. People won't, you know, they won't, yeah, it won't be any um, revelation or, you know, my, my sudden um, recognition of, of jazz just because of what we're going through now. People always go go towards the music that they like, you know, whether it be classical or theater or... Yeah, I don't think that'll ever change. But yeah, the people are... They're going to be there with, you know, with bright eyes and bushy tails, as, as the phrase goes. You know, people are waiting for live entertainment again. You know, musicians are, you know, eager to get back, too. Yeah. So it'll just it'll be a happy time. You know, that's all I can say. Everyone has a perception of you, your family, your friends, your fans, but you're living your life. Who do you think you are? <laughs> I think I am. I don't know. I wish I knew. Um, I don't know. I'm not still trying to figure it out. I hear you. Kenny, hey, thanks, man, for taking a little time out for Neon Jazz. It's a rather extraordinary time on the planet, very surreal, so I appreciate yeah, you sure taking is. a minute out. Sure yeah, no problem. Thanks for thinking of me. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview where we give you a bit of insight into the finest cats in New Orleans, Oakland, Kansas City, and spots all over the world giving fans all that jazz. And thanks to Kenny for his time, music, and stories. If you want to hear more interviews, go to Famous Interviews with Joe Domino on the iTunes Store. Visit Neon Jazz at YouTube.com. And for everything Neon Jazz all the time, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Ooh.